0: The Wanderers in all gold and black. You better retreat, cause we're on the attack. The strength of the wolf
1: is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back. Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 303. That's 303, it's the ENS podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judith. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Liam Keane. Keene, oh, come in, bebe. <clears throat>
0: How are you, my friend? You all good? Oh,
1: I'm good, mate. I'm good. Look, we're a little bit late tonight. We're a little bit late doing the old podcast, uh, but I think people will realise uh, when they come to, to listen to our dulcet tones, it's either late this evening or on Friday morning, why we had to delay it. Of course, all the news, all the breaking news, all the talk is about the Jeff She letter. And of course, we will be getting on to that very very shortly so that's why so you know apologies to people who were waiting for the drive home, etc but like i say um, surely you could understand why we had to delay slightly but but first of all mate you know you're back now we've done our little uh, little mini pre-season it wasn't it wasn't a large one this year but a little mini preseason. portugal and ireland uh, did did you enjoy it are you happy to be back were you sad to leave um, did you did you miss me having you know Rosie to bed uh, rather than me you know what, what's going on? Is, is it, are you struggling to kind of adapt and, and get back to your normal life?
0: Can I say all of the above? Is, oh, is that of a good answer? You can, yeah, absolutely.
1: Look, um, it. No, look, it's
0: look. It, being deadly serious for a split second, it's okay. a genuine privilege. A minute, we both say minutes? this, and we tweet this all whoa, the time. Whoa, 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 whoa,
1: whoa. Right? whoa! One minute and twenty seconds in, and we're being serious already. I need you would say that.
0: Cool. Um, no, look, we, we we love doing these trips. So thank you to you know Ian S for sending us, and, and obviously um, you know the access we get with Wolves and everything. But uh, aside from that. Um you're okay. You know, I've got I've got to put up with you a little bit and I've got to iron your shirts and look
1: after you and you, you know did iron my shirts. You did find a love for ironing in this trip, which I think is, you know, you <laughs> I got new your skill. Eureka moment. You found your calling. And you know, if this doesn't work out for you, uh many many will say that it's it's not, then I feel like, so you know, a la- a laundromat is, is waiting for you to, to take over and uh just absolutely reach the reach the skies, mate, of of ironing. I think you could go to any kind of world championships, you were superb. I know. Linen? Who, who cares about linen? <laughs> who cares about creases? It was incredible, your first effort.
0: By the time we uh, we got to Dublin, my standards were quite high, weren't they? I was disappointed with one of the shirts I gave you. I was like, this isn't good enough. I can do <laughs> better I can do <laughs> better than that. You,
1: you genuinely were. You think you're lying, but you actually you were, you were devastated when you gave it to me. I'm like, it's fine, mate. It's fine. He goes, no, give it back to me. I'm not happy with that crease. I'm like, oh, what a guy.
0: <laughs> I was getting no payment for this either. It was ridiculous.
1: Ah, oh, super. Well, you say no payment, but uh, I couldn't put that... Uh, 185 euro dinner that we had all on expenses. So you were kind of well, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I I can't really argue. I've got, I haven't really got a leg to stand on when it comes to that. We've got expenses and and, you know, we'll put them in. But there was, there was, there was one night I'm thinking, I've got to take the hit here, boys. I I can't, I can't, with all good intentions, put that through expenses. But it was a great night, it was. And it was, I mean, that
0: was almost. Uh, my whole expenses for the for the 10 days just that, just that one meal um, but no look brilliant you know loads of interviews we had a little bit of downtime not as much as we probably did in Benidorm because it was no. there was a lot of stuff going on um, but you know it, it's you know a, a big reason why we go out there we don't just go out there for Guinness we go out there for for uh, you know putting a lot of hours in and, and, and trying to you know um, hopefully bring the best coverage possible
1: genuinely, genuinely, genuinely when I went when I went to Dublin I'm like, right, and we we met with a few a few of the few of the guys and um first night we were in um what's it called? What's the place called? Temple Bar. Yeah, oh, Temple yes. Bar. I know there's a yeah. Temple Bar in Temple Bar, but Temple Bar in Dublin before all the Wolves fans hit there on the on the Saturday night and I thought, right, I'm gonna to I'll have a couple of sips, you know, I'll pose for the picture, whatever, blah de blah. I mean, i I genuinely, genuinely walked away from Dublin thinking I absolutely love Guinness. I absolutely love it. It was like drinking cream non-stop. I was all over it. I mean, by night two, Keenan, we went to the locals area in Merrion Row. Um, we were trying to find the best Guinnesses in the world and the best bars and the best quality. Oh, I had an absolute ball. What 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 brilliant stuff. Where's it where's it been all my life? Well, I've been trying to tell you. Uh, no. I do like Guinness, I
0: do, but it, it was definitely better. It is better, better in than Dublin though, in winter not in Ireland? It definitely was. It definitely was. I, I wasn't sure if it was a thing people say or not, but it, it definitely was. It was... Uh, I mean, it was amazing. And then also the the lager hop house that you you can no longer Mm -hmm. get in the UK. One of my favourites. I can, i I slightly embarrassed to say, but I'll admit it. Um, When me and you went into our first bar together to get a little bit of food and have a a warm drink before we went out into, into the touristy areas. Yeah. Um, I did notice Hop House was there. I got rather excited. Probably You were very a, excited. A bit too excited that a grown man would like to admit, really. Um, and I may or may not have took my first sip and then kissed the glass. But wow.
1: at least wow. I can admit it. You kissed the glass your first drink. Uh, your last drink, you, were, you wanted to, to throw the glass against a wall. <laughs> no, I'm a very happy,
0: loving... Well, I shouldn't say that, actually, but <laughs> be careful. Caressing. <laughs> Caressing, or you found out sharing a bed as usual.
1: Um, yeah, we took I took Kino to the last drink of the uh, of the tour to a fancy bar. I forgot what it was called now, but it was like the five star hotel bar. And on the way back, and uh, I decided to get what one of the uh, Wolves fans had called a Guinness Velvet, which was right on my street, which was half Guinness, half champagne. Now, this sounded like a great idea at the time, and look, it was delicious. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I must admit, I'd, I'd got the taste of Guinness by then, and the champagne, it was more champagne than Guinness, which I guess, you know, is to expect. Um, and the bill came, and Keena said, oh, I'll get this for the last one. I said, fair play. The, the rounds on that night had been around, what, was it about five, six euros each? About 13 euros, 13 was, and a half yeah, euros? Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, it was about 15 euros, this one, wasn't it, that you took? Try 31 Thirty-one and a half. Oh, you half. absolutely you're absolutely fuming. Honestly, honest. you were you were genuinely angry. I was that honestly I my hand was gonna go through a wall. <laughs> I, and,
0: and it you know, it really it helped by the fact that you were inconsolably laughing. Mm.
1: Mm, was, you, you, I was tears, you, tears. You, were gone. You, I were was tears. snorting, snorting, you were trying to hold it in, and he just yeah. could not. Because um... I checked the bill, and I knew what your reaction was going to be. And you already committed to getting the rounding, which was which was very very nice of you. You know, the first one of the trip, I think, the entire trip. But uh, that's that's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, you weren't you weren't in a good spot. No, I wasn't particularly pleased. But you know, I I felt
0: obliged to to look after you. That's the problem with you know using Apple Pay and not actually looking at what the the bill is I just held my phone up and tapped it, but you know, these things happen.
1: Um you say put hand through the wall, Kino, that uh you you have um moving on from hand through the wall to hand on the wall, such hand through different people's chests and legs. You wanted to let people know that you've had a little bit of good news recently with the old <laughs> uh with the old Tai Chi karate. Um go on, yoga. No.
0: That's one way of putting it. Um, yeah. Yes, I, you know, a lovely surprise on uh, on Tuesday evening, and not the kind that we normally get. Hello. Uh, I, <laughs> at Jiu-Jitsu jiu- class, I was uh, promoted from white belt to blue belt.
1: Oh, okay, Keena, a little bit of a round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, white belt to blue belt. I got the picture as well. It looks fantastic. <laughs>
0: you look so excited. I was very excited. I, officially on my passport now, it says, uh, you know, licensed killer. Um but <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not meant to say that publicly.
1: Um so it's amazing really that you got this belt because and, and I think it was just coincidental that it you got it the day after you paid your subscriptions for next year.
0: Yeah, it's 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 funny how you try and, you know, bring me down a peg or two, but it's not possible. It's not gonna happen. I'm running high.
1: No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm only teasing. I think you did a great job. <laughs> to be honest, I I I I called the um I called the jiu uh place a week ago and uh, to try and join, and they said that it was um, it was sixty quid to join, uh, but if you wanted to join for five hundred quid, you can join and get a blue belt. And if you pay a thousand it they'll give me a black straight away. So amazing, really, what what it can do to you when you've got uh, a little bit of a couple of quid spare. I'll leave it at this. I'll, I've offered you this. Splinter said, Splinter said, a couple of pizzas down at the bottom. You know, go go and beat shredder. <laughs> It's fantastic, mate.
0: As <laughs> terrible banter, I've, uh, I've said it a few times. I'll say it again. If you would like to step onto the mat, if you'd like to fantastic. step into my world, if you would like me to give you, you know, put you, put you through your paces, you're more than yeah. welcome. But I don't think you're going to do it.
1: I tell you what. I tell you what. No, I'll say it for later. I'll say it for later in the podcast. I'll I'll, I'll give you an ultimatum of how you will get me on that mat, okay? And we can record it. All right. Okay. I don't think All I right. can afford it, but yeah, we'll come back. No, no, to no, it. no, no money, no money involved. No money involved. It's a football bet. Oh, okay. Bet. This is exciting. Uh, <clears throat> no, all all, um, all jokes aside, very good, mate, very good. Right, we've got to go into the big news. Um, and this, like I said, this is why the pod was was delayed. Uh, so the Jeff Shee letter to supporters um, that has come out now, that Wolves have posted. So finally, we've spoke, we've heard from the hierarchy in the form of chairman, um, Mr. Jeff She. Shall I... I'm going to read it out. It's a long letter. So for those who haven't read it yet, or had the chance to read it, I'll read it out in full and then we can discuss it. Um, and I think the takeaways, Liam, that obviously you've spoken, it's on the site now as well, but I think it's important that we can um, have some clarification, which we have got here, and some of the maybe the question marks that are coming from the actual piece itself. So bear with me. Uh, this will be a couple of minutes long. Here we go. Jeff she letter to the Wolf supporters. Dear Wolf supporters, we are approaching the eighth season since Fosen's takeover in twi- 2016, I am proud of the journey we have been on together and the achievement and growth in that time. I appreciate a lot of the amazing, consistent support from our fans since the very beginning. I am also happy that we have been able to deliver our fans perhaps the most successful era in the latter decades of Wolves' history. And we wish to continue delivering it for the long term future. We are working hard to try and improve our performance on the pitch at the moment, as we always do. We are also working hard to make sure the club have a long-term robustness and sustainability. The latter is equally important because we've seen so many cases in the football industry where short-term achievement could not bring long-term success. Even in recent seasons, we've seen a lot of clubs in the UK and around the world struggle to maintain a sustainable balance of both sporting performance and financial strength. As we deliver the start of a new season, I would like to take this opportunity to clarify a number of things for you. First of all, Fosen remains committed to Wolves and has never had any plans to sell the club. The club is a long term project and an important one for Fosen. When we were in the championship, when we were in the pandemic, when we faced all kinds of challenges on or off the pitch, the owners have always done their best to support us. They also share our happiness and excitement with every achievement or positive step we make at the club, no matter how big or small. As the owners and management of the club, one important thing we must learn and follow is the Premier League's rules on profit and sustainability, formerly called Financial Fair Play or abbreviated to FFP. Before the end of the 2023-2024 season, there will be an annual test and we are going to make sure we pass it as we have done in the last five seasons. FFP set a profit and loss limit for three rolling years, with a loss of £105 million the threshold. We were very comfortable in FFP during the years just after promotion and before the COVID pandemic, because of a relatively low wage bill, low-cost signings from the Championship, and relatively stronger finishes in the league and Europe. After a longer stay in the Premier League, we are now at a stage where we must pay even closer attention to FFP and manage it well. The first reason is the inevitable impact of COVID on our revenue. Though we've put those years behind us, we still need to invest more afterwards to fill the gaps caused by the pandemic, especially on squad strengthening. Secondly, we once had a fantastic squad built in the championship, then brought into the Premier League. However, After the aging of some players and unexpected injuries, that squad has to be evolved year by year with a significantly increasing wage bill and play acquisition costs in the best, but also most expensive league in the world. Finally, in recent years, we have made a lot of long-term investments into young talent that may not play for our first team immediately. And those investments increase our asset value in the balance sheet, but impact our profit and loss especially in a net investment phase. An additional factor to consider in our FFP management is that last January we invested much more highly in the first team than we had anticipated, bringing in six players. It was a very unusual winter window for us and it literally advanced the investment room originally left for this summer. The positive thing is that FFP is based on a rolling number season by season. So if we do manage it well this summer, Next summer, we will be more free financially. We have been preparing for this challenge for a long time. Since the beginning of 2020-2021 season, we have been consciously signing players and promoting academy talents to make us ready to replace important players when needed. We know some signings might need longer time to grow and adapt before they can play important roles in the first team, but the chance will come sooner or later because the squad is evolving every year. This summer, I hope, is a window where we may need less new signings since many players in the current squad have developed well enough to take more important roles in the team. To manage the evolution of the squad is not easy and we can't make every every signing right. However, patience, composure and a long-term view is crucial for growth of players and for the build of a squad over time. The Premier League is very unpredictable and challenging, especially with new types of ownership and some clubs bring unprecedented investment with excellent people coming to this league as our competitors and also in a post-COVID global economy. However, I am very confident in our squad, but we do need to be humble with a challenger attitude as if it was our first Premier League season all over again. In my experience, the performance on the pitch is not only defined by simple additions of players, but built by team spirit chemistry, momentum, morale, leadership, tactics, training, hard work, and a variety of other factors. It is more about how we assemble, incentivize, and guide the squad. Therefore, the work from the head coach and all the staff supporting him is also crucial. Our head coach has undoubtedly done an excellent job joining us last November. We hired him and his team at a very difficult moment, and without doubt, they have succeeded in their aims we set for them. Now together, With the players and all support staff, they are working hard again to prepare for the upcoming campaign. Throughout the last seven seasons, I have never had a month where everything was perfect. The reality of running a football club is to continuously face issues and challenges and then tackle them with solutions. FFP is one of the more short term and benign challenges we have faced. The club has gone through much more difficult tests in the past and will do so again in the future. However, we are still progressing every day because we never lose. We win or we learn as one pack. Yours sincerely, Jeff She. <gasps> and take a breath. <sighs> Join us again next week. if They were want... <laughs> absolutely knackered. Um, long letter, Liam. Look, long, long letter. Um, you know, fair play. Uh, look, Jeff's just finally spoken. Obviously, reading it, we you know we've only had it for a matter of minutes really at this moment in time. But what are your takeaways? Um, there's a lot of clarification, I guess, there from a lot of the issues that we've discussed prior to this. But what is your what is your first impressions reading this as a whole? Yeah, I think the first
0: thing to say is that you take you back all the way to to Tuesday of last week when we were doing our video um, down at uh, in Portugal and. We were both of us calling for, for Jeff to, to speak. I think it's important that having not heard from him, from him for a while with a lot of the confusion amongst supporters and, and worry amongst supporters about what is going on at Wolves. And of course, you know, we, we've we done our best and, and reported in detail as to the situation Wolves are in this summer. Um, I think it was important to hear it from the horse's mouth, if I can phrase it that way. Um, so, first of all, you know, I'm pleased that he's come out and spoken um, and, and sort of cleared up some issues. Undoubtedly, it won't uh, please everyone. No, these things never do, as I think we can vouch from our reporting over the last few weeks. You know, people will still have questions and people will still, to be honest, not believe you, you know, mm-hmm. despite the fact that we're still, um, you know, continuing to report the facts. Um, so alongside, you know, being pleased he's spoken, I would like to hope it also... Proves that everything I've been reporting and others as well, not just me, uh, has been absolutely accurate the whole way through. So they're the first two things I would say. Um, and what I found really interesting was very, very high up in that letter is straight away coming in with Wolves are a are committed to Wolves. Um, there's been a lot of rumours, a lot of suggestions, you know, in the financial circles that they may um, may be interested in selling. We know that they're interested in, in investors, um, but that they were willing to do a part or whole sale of the mm-hmm. uh, of, of the football club. And as far as we've been told, and as far as Jeff's now saying publicly, yeah. they are absolutely not interested in that. And I think that um, will hopefully put to bed some of the, I think, conspiracy theories is probably sure, the right absolutely. way to phrase it, yeah. um, on social media, because social media has, uh, has been awash with, with a lot of things uh, over the last few weeks. Um, and then really going into... Uh, the FFP stuff, look, all of the, the jargon and all of the, you know, talking about how the rules are set out with 105 million uh, loss threshold over three rolling years, all the stuff we've, we've spoken about already and gone this, through. Yeah. We've done yeah. all that and, and and he sort of briefly covers it, um, obviously confirms everything we've been saying in terms of where Wolves are. Um, and then really moving on from that, because that's it's nothing new there, it's just him confirming. Sure. What I did find really interesting, you've got to read between the lines of what he's saying, is that essentially Wolves aren't going to do that much business this summer and that really yeah. is the key takeaway yeah. from that latter part of the of the letter because he's insisting that Wolves have got a good squad and to be fair I agree with him to an extent the Wolves mm-hmm. have got a good start in 11 I think they've got a good squad in general a couple of additions starting 11 wise and some depth I think is needed my personal opinion um, but because of where Wolves are because of the fact that they've gone through several challenges that other clubs have done as well they're in a position where they are unlikely to make many additions this summer Um Wolves fans aren't going to like that. I don't blame them for not, like, not liking that. As I've said, I think Wolves do need a few additions myself. Yeah. Um, but I think now it gives fans, hopefully,
1: some clarity um, alongside what we've been saying and what others have been reporting as to where Wolves are. And it needed this. It needed this come from Jeff because, you know, regardless, Liam, if, we, if, if I was saying it or you were saying it or you know Joe Bloggs' journalist was saying it, there was a lot of, you know, pardon my French, they're calling bullshit on it. They're like, no, because it's not what they wanted to hear. And I get that to a certain extent, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but we kept on saying, we're reporting what's going on here. You're reporting, Liam, what's going on here. And, you know, it's disappointing when some people, especially people you know, and I know social media is sometimes, you know, a a bad indicator, but, you know, constantly saying that's absolute rubbish. And this has been the truth all the way through. And we've been strong on that. And you've been strong on that, Liam. And, um, you know, like you say, this is clarification. The club is not for sale. The club is not for sale. Like you say, incredibly strong. A paragraph all to itself. He is very, very strong on that. Now, of course things can change. Of course they can. But that reading that, Liam, that seems to me that it's 100% watertight. You know, he, he so strong on that. And, you know, this is the reality of the situation. I, I get it because if you don't, you know, everybody wants, Liam, I want signings. You want to sign? So it'd be great, It'd be great if the Wolves were signing four or five other players, and they were getting Alex Scott and A and B and you know a couple of a couple of other Championship players, maybe a Premier League players and a couple of guys you never heard of. And but it it has to stop at some point, and and you know it's obviously stopped here. I mean, you know, I I thought that this was a very interesting. Let me have a look. Very interesting line, and <clears throat> some people might be worried about this, but I think it's it's to understand where Wolves are looking at this season, Liam. Um, I am very confident in our squad, but we do need to be humble with a challenger attitude as if it was our first season in the Premier League. Now, people won't like that. They will not like that line. But that is a reality of the situation. And it's it's saying to me, Liam, it's saying to me, we've just got to tread water here. We Obviously, relegation would be devastating. And I get that. I get people will say, you've got to bring signings in. You can't stand still. Look at Leicester City. But they're kind of saying, Wolves are kind of saying now, they might get one or two more in, you know, loans or whatever, I'm sure we might see a couple more incomings, but they're not going to be big budget players, not going to be big players, not going to be 15, 20, 25 million pound players, but not 5 million pound players, but it seems to me like they just want to survive this year they've got to get through this year somehow they've got to get through this year now they might do well they might do way better than what they're thinking but that seems to me that they just need to get through this year and keep in the premier league do you, do you agree
0: yeah completely it goes in line as well with how the finances work and the facts of where wolves are because I, very briefly going over what we said um in in the, in the last poddy um those 3 years that, that rolling obviously the first year of this these 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 3 years is the 46.1 uh, million loss um, once wolves get through this summer, get through January, because of course it's the financial year, not the calendar year, and head into the next calendar uh, <coughs> next financial year, yeah, that 46 drops off and wolves mm-hmm. will have more breathing space. Jeff, she goes into a little bit more detail after that line that you just mentioned about how they'll be a little bit how a little bit more financial freedom once this that, that first year has dropped off in these three rolling years. Yeah. But to have that freedom, they've got to get through this financial year, making a profit um and making a fairly hefty one. So um Yes, it, it totally lines up with what you're saying. Wolves have to really get through this financial year and the way that the, the football season works. It's essentially this whole season um, yeah. because of the two windows falling into that. And um, it, it's it's a worry uh, for fans, I can understand it, because it's not the most ambitious of line um, to say, you know, we've got to get through this this year. And, and of course, people will make comparisons to Leicester and not making any signings last summer and of course going down in the end. Um doesn't mean it'll happen to wolves, but equally I think you've got to be wary of the dangers. Uh keeping Lopetegui in charge will be absolutely key to this. And I think if they can keep the likes of Fabio, keep get Kalajic fit, make if they can make one or two additions, what you're talking about loans and, and other, you know, smaller uh deals, I would hope and still think wolves would be fine. But you can understand where the, the worry is coming from. However it needed this. It needed something to it put it into a thousand words or whatever it is to say look. Uh, this is where wolves are, and I think and hope that it would give a lot of people the answers that, that they're looking for. If they weren't going to listen to us in the first place, I've
1: just retweeted your 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 your, your article now that uh, you put out uh, during this and uh, Jeff's Jeff's um, where wolves are put out. And I can see that the comments aren't aren't that many, and I'm thinking it's probably because people are still reading it because it is a long. It's a hell of a long letter. I've I've written smaller theses to be honest, but look, um, wh- what. Is there anything that you're very happy with what he said there? Anything, any other takeaways or anything that you're disappointed with? Disappointed with, I'd probably...
0: It's whether he could have gone into a little bit more detail on Lopetegui. Um okay. I can totally understand why he hasn't, of course. Um, but it's clear that the manager's unhappy. Um, yeah. I think some fans would might have wanted a little bit of reassurance over that. But equally, he you know he can't second guess what the head coach is going to do either. So that would be the the one thing I would take away from that. Um, but of course, he did say that uh, they're pressing ahead and preparing for the season as normal, um, which of course is the case up until anything happens. I don't think at this point, Lopatigi will walk. Uh, I'd be very surprised if that does happen. Um, but Wolves' start to the season, the end of the transfer window is going to, uh, have a big impact on on, on you know, the first few months of, of this campaign and um, Lopetegui is the kind of manager that has been ruthless in the past um, mm-hmm. he's made big decisions in the past but equally is the kind of manager that Wolves need in place in this type of season in a weird catch-22 kind of scenario he's the perfect manager to have at a time when you're struggling because his quality is only going to help you at the same time, he's the worst manager to have when you're struggling. And struggling financially, I mean, obviously the season hasn't started yet. Um, worst manager to have when you're struggling because he's ambitious and wants to spend money. So it's, um, you've just got to hope that Wolves can get through what is a challenging start to the season. Um, and of course, by September 1st, by 11pm, when the transfer window mm-hmm. slams shut, I think we'll know a lot more about where Wolves
1: are. I'm um, just reading some of the comments early on comments to this. Pete. I think if you, I think I think the majority of fans are at least happy that he's spoken and that you know, like you say, Liam, and you've said already that a lot of people kind of clarifying what we knew already, but at least they're appreciating that he has spoken, that he's listened to the fans, that you know he has he has put a statement out. Of course, you're going to get people who are still very frustrated and disgruntled at, at, at certain certain issues. I, I've got no problem with the letter. To be honest, I think it, I think it's well put together. Um, I think you know he didn't have to do it. Liam, and there's a lot of other people who wouldn't do it, a lot of chairmen, there's a lot of people who have been, you know, and clubs who have been desperate for some kind of communication. I mean, look at, you know, them look down the road, you know, and, and the shit show that's going on there with, with their Chinese ownership, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that from, from him. And so, you know, I, I do appreciate that, and I appreciate that he's put that together and wanted to speak to the family and wanted to do it in a letter format. Um, if I was to be super, super hypercritical, I think maybe they could have had maybe a little bit of humility that they've made mistakes. Yes, yeah, been mistakes that have been point. made. Yeah, I think, that's a I think point. maybe just hold the hands up saying We've made mistakes. There is a little nod to it, certainly, kind of like hidden in there. Um, let me just try and find it. Um, where he said to manage the evolution of the squad is not easy, and we can't make every signing right. However, patience, composure, blah, blah, blah. So, so that's the smallest bit. You know, yeah, they've made some. They've made some bad. They've made some bad decisions over the last few years and I think that's biting them a little bit and you know you talk about players and FFP you know I, I know we keep on bringing it up but when you're spending that kind of money on Geddes and you're looking on the balance sheet that they talk about massive massive transfer fee massive massive wages can't even get him out well you know potentially going back out on loan but you know that's a huge amount of money you know you don't sign him You've, you've, got some, you've got some wiggle room all of a this summer, or you sign him and he's 80% of the play that you think, but he's playing and he's on your books. You don't need two or three players could you've got, you've got one extra, you know what I mean? You've got that, that wide forward, or you can play him in a, in a variety of positions, but because that's an absolute zero at this moment in time, that's a massive mistake. And there has been other smaller mistakes, of course, but that's the one that, that highlights it for me. You know, you can make an argument, Liam, that they didn't need all those signings in January to get over the line. They spent big, big money. So, I think maybe a little bit of a nod to that, maybe a little bit of humility saying, look, we're not perfect, we've made mistakes, we have done, but we have to cut our, our cloth accordingly, which is what he's saying, but maybe maybe a little bit more to do with that. But that's the only thing really I can say.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think the, what, actually thinking about it, one extra thing I'm, I would add um, mm-hmm. is a little bit perhaps on the confusion with Lopetegui, you know, going from plan A to plan B, all of sure. the stuff he was saying previously, because a lot of fans see it as the goalposts being, being moved. and. Yeah. Um, you know the the rug being pulled out from underneath his feet. Uh, perhaps a nod to that and and some sort of clarification over that would have been um, well public clarification, obviously. We've put things out that talk about the forecasts and how financially things have changed for wolves. But um, I think a little bit more clarity on that publicly in that uh, letter as well would have been good. But I think we're both on the same page here that overall. It, it answers and highlights uh, things that have already been reported, but things that yeah. fans needed to hear as well. And I yeah, think I agree. a little bit of that communication hopefully will go a long way. There's going to be plenty of fans that are still, being, still going to be worried about the season. And as I've already said in this podcast, I completely agree and mm-hmm. completely understand mm-hmm. as to some of the reasons why people would be worried. What yeah. I will say to that is a ball hasn't even been kicked yet. Um Wolves have still got some good players. They absolutely got issues with the squad. That's you know you can't dress it up any more than that. It has been a bit of a mess in the way this has all been handled. Um, I think they're trying to put that right a little bit now, and I would like to to think that Wolves will surprise a few people when the, when the season does come round, as they often do, and uh, it won't all be doom and gloom come you know September October time.
1: Yeah, I guess a lot, what some of the fans are asking is is they understand that and they appreciate what he said in the letter. A lot of people are like, what's changed? Only like six to eight weeks ago, when Wolves will be looking at the eight to 15 million pound market. <clears throat> Excuse me, the eight to 15 million pound market. It's gone from the eight to 15 million pound market to absolutely, you know, looking at freeze or, or negligible amounts of money to spend on players. Why has that changed so quickly? I guess that's what a lot of people are, are asking.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, that was totally my point there as to why, you know, I think that could have been cleared up a bit better in mm. the in the letter. I mean, we spoke about it a lot last week, didn't we? Um, financial forecasts looking at, they sure. of course they've got to predict what they're gonna lose in the financial year and then going into this third year of the of the three rolling years. Um and unfortunately forecasts change, predictions change, and then communication, you're looking at a financial department, a hierarchy and a football department and a football club. Um I, I don't think the messages have been passed through particularly well and Lopatigi... um has been expecting, uh, unfortunately, what what didn't come for him. So yeah. um, I can understand his frustrations as well as we spoke about on the last podcast. Because purely from a footballing point of view, if you take the finances out of it, he's not getting what he needs at the moment to do the uh-huh. job. Um, whether that changes, of course, you know, we spoke about reasons why it could change. Um, if they decide to take a risk, it sounds like they're not going to do that. Um, from what Jeff's saying, but um, you know he's going to be left a little bit short is what it looks like currently. And uh, you would hope that he can work a little bit of that magic to, to keep him afloat.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've got to say, you know, fair play to you, Liam, as well. You know, obviously you reported it right the way through, you know, going into last week and we, you know, turned a lot of copy around and, um, you know, there, like I said, there were different viewpoints out there from different journalists and fans. And, And a lot of fans were were calling, you know, calling folly on it, calling rubbish and and citing, you know, a reply to a tweet here or or a line in an article here or a line in an article here. Basically, you know, with what they wanted, they would prefer this outcome. But, you know... You know, the saying speak to the person, speak to what how can ask the strong questions, get this going, you know. What we need answers. Well, you gave them the answers, you know, so and I know it's probably not a lot of people listening to this podcast, because you listen to this podcast because hopefully you enjoy it and you've listened over the last five or six years of this podcast. It's probably not these people I'm I'm talking about. But sometimes it gets a little bit tiresome when you're busting your gut, you're trying to get to the, the right information that people and the fans want to know. You're going directly to the source, you're getting it, you know, you're the first one to put it out there, and then you know, you're still getting um, pelters and certain people, it can get a little bit tiresome. So, hopefully, this is cleared a little bit up. So, fair play to you. I want, I want to be, you know, we have a laugh and a joke. I want to say that to you first. Thank you very um, much. Second of all, you talk about maybe this will appease the fans slightly, and I completely agree. And hopefully, they will have had this and they will take it on board, and whether they like it or not, that's the reality of the situation. I'm going to move it slightly, Liam, and say, move the fans to one side. For me, Liam, look. June Lopetegui has got to start getting on side now as well. We understand his frustrations. He's been very vocal. We understand he's not happy at the situation. Of course, he wants new signings. He's done the the interview that we all watched you know last week. That was pretty much you know an exact copy of what we had at the back end of last season. He spoke in Ireland to to the Irish Premier League or the Premier League over there, and and um, that came out, and he's still not happy. He consistently says, you know, we're we players short, even though you know we've lost players um, that, that were that were in the squad. That he you know, needs more additions. He needs more quality. For me, there comes a point, and I think this is the point now where he's almost got to stop talking like that. If you, if you're going to stay, lot, if you're going to stay, then you've got to start. Knuckling down with his team and believing and saying we've got a lot of quality. I still think we can do something in this Premier League. Get that belief amongst the players because his outward demeanor at this moment in time, physically as well, because you can look, you can see he's frustrated, but also what he's saying, what he's speaking to anyone who will listen. I think he's got to stop that because it's not going to help his team. It's not going to help the belief belief of his squad. You've got even Doc saying, you know, in an interview afterwards uh, after the Celtic game, you know, things things are obviously not not right, nowhere near right, outwardly. You don't want your players really saying that. I mean, we know that, but you want to batten down the hatches. This is the time now, if you're going to stay, to stop, get your squad together. Whether you get one or two in at the end, great, no problem. But this is my squad now for the first four or five games, realistically. So how can we get as many points? Come on, boys, let's show it to them. Let's show them that we've got the quality. Because if you don't, I feel like I feel like the players like, well, if this is what I'm hearing from up above, then you're not really getting that, that push and that, that, you know, feel good factor saying, I believe in yourself. And I think that's that needs to change for me. You'll probably remember we had a conversation
0: in, in Portugal that you know, a private conversation, me and you, where I, I predicted that if Lopetegui sort of continued with his um I wouldn't call it whinging, but I think a lot of fans have been calling it that recently, mm-hmm. uh, publicly about the situation. Um, that it wouldn't surprise me if by the Brighton or even the Everton game end of the month that fans started to Turn on him a little bit. I don't think you know they'll full scale turn on him, but just be a bit disappointed at the way that he keeps going on about it. Mm. Um, by the end of that week in, in Portugal, going into Dublin, it already started on social media. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. it'd be that quick. Um, yeah, particularly after, as you say, the you know the interview. This is fans Irish. starting to say, "Come yeah, on, exactly, like, get, yeah. yeah, yeah." With, the, with the, the the interview with the Irish uh, television channel mm-hmm. um, at at, uh, at the Arriva So um, yeah, I, I didn't expect it to go that quickly, and. You know, I can sort of get where fans are coming from. Look, I I do sympathise with Lopati a lot because from a purely footballing point of view, and of course the finances are massively important from a football club, you can't just write them off, but purely from a footballing point of view, he's currently not getting what he needs or what he wants. Um, They're two very different things, by the way, he needs and wants, but I think he's, you know, a little bit short of both. And he's going to be frustrated, of course he is. When you've got the message out there and, you know, the reputational damage is going to be minimal to you because you've done a little bit of damage control which all managers do and all managers will continue to do um, there probably comes a point where you maybe need to stop with that um, I'm almost certain well he will definitely be asked about it of course he will because myself and other journalists in the room for yeah. the press comments before the United game will ask about it um, but I'm almost certain that he will continue answering it for the time being but I'll be very interested to see when that <clears> stops because always, there's always comes a time when a manager says I don't want to talk about that now. I'm focused on the football. I'm focused on the next game. Lapetegi always does come back to that eventually. So um, I think with some of the reaction we've
1: seen recently, he will do that probably sooner rather than later. Um, he's got to um he's got to turn it around pretty quickly. Like you say, a week on Monday, Manchester United. Do you feel like um and and I get it, I, I do get it, Liam. He did an amazing job last year. In fact, I, I think in some quarters he didn't get the credit he deserved. To finish 13th in that Premier League from where they were is, a, is an incredible achievement. But when you bring in a manager of the statue of Jun Lopetegui, who's managed Spain, who's ma- managed Real Madrid, you also can't be surprised when they're outspoken because that's what you get. You know, if you've got Bruno Large, for example, or Nuno to a certain extent. I know his, I know he came from Porto, but pretty much, no, you know, no real names to, you know, before they came into this football club, not known well in this country anyway when you get a big name, this is the nature of the beast. This is the, this is the downside of it. Um, you, you get, you're going to get someone who's not happy. They want signings. They want signings every year. They want to compete and they don't want their reputation to be, to be dented at all. You know, and he's probably looking at this squad and going, well, if we lose three, first three or four games, and I want people to know why, why that is, you know, from the outside looking in, if I want a job abroad, if I want a job in the future, I want it to go on record that I'm not happy. And that's why, um, we're in this situation, but yeah. I, I, at the same time, I'm thinking, if he was going to walk, Liam, he would have walked already, wouldn't he? Like, I'm. I don't think he's at this stage now for him to then go and walk. If they lose the first couple of games, I think that would be a really bad look. But the fact that he's still there, the fact that he's still on board with this project, however many goalposts have been moved and how many projects might have changed, um, I think that's at least a good sign that he is looking to this season and looking to hopefully be be managed at the end of it as well yeah I'd like to think so and look
0: football does wonderful things doesn't it if you go and beat United first day of the season all of a sudden you know, everything looks a lot different doesn't it for the manager and for the fans so oh uh,
1: Fabio Silva <laughs> double oh Fabio off the bench to off the bench yeah off the bench, off the bench with bench. a, a flat back three that could you play and couldn't you play as a centre forward on his own yeah carry on absolutely um so yeah no I, look
0: it's not just the fact that he's clearly a top manager but these kind of characters in football um they're always a bit difficult aren't they um yeah. and that's not a criticism of him it it's it's you don't get to that level winning trophies european trophies without being at times when needed a little bit difficult it's the same with players as you said already you know it's the top players when need, when they need to be will be a little bit difficult. Um, it's, it's the reality of football. And as I say, the, when you're ambitious, that's that's what you're going to do. So um, I completely understand it. But just go back to your previous point very quickly about, mm-hmm. you know, the atmosphere. You know, the, everything we've seen with the players yeah. you know, working together, everything's been, been really, really close-knit and, and quite good to watch. Lopetegui around them, from what we've seen in, in pre-season, has also been exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what he's been like away from the players. Um and of course he's not happy. Of course, you know, I think it's fair to say, throwing a little bit of a strop. And that is going to translate to some extent to the squad. So you don't want that to rub off too much. And when it does, someone a colleague of mine said to me the other day, and I think it's totally true, if you give footballers any excuse at all from the manager, any excuse to get away with something, down tools to any extent, at any level of football, at least some members of the squad will take that chance at every yeah. opportunity yeah. Um, not everyone in the squad will there'll be big characters in there that won't let it won't let it affect them but there'll be some players who will take the opportunity to use that excuse so as a manager I think he needs to try and rein that in a little bit and not let that um, affect the squad I sure. think when when he's with them it doesn't but the the optics and the atmosphere around what he's saying is going to affect them to some extent
1: I think night one in Portugal probably got the impression that we weren't going to get taken out for dinner uh, by Julian uh, over the course of that week, uh, Liam. But uh, maybe next year, maybe next year, Julian. Maybe things are things are a little bit more rosy. Uh, last last thing on this, I guess it's connected with with signings and and, and the rest of the window and, and where Wolves are at this moment in time. Let let's for, I, I really hope this isn't the case. But let's say, Liam, Wolves lose their first four games of the season, right? The rock bottom in the Premier League. They're already four points adrift of Luton, who were terrible. Um, would that change or move the needle slightly from Fosen And if it did, would, would that be even more frustrating if they did last minute, not panic buy, but find some money from somewhere to buy players because of the alarming start when really this you could have had players in at this stage of the season if the money was available then, then it could have been available now. And I know this is all hypothetical, but I'm just thinking of, of different scenarios we, we saw sort of covered little in the last body really, because it comes down to whether
0: what would be interesting, is, you know, if Wolves lose the first three games or whatever, and, and, and decide, right, we, we can't afford to have a bad start and get relegated. We need to do something. But if they did that, it would mean breaking the rules. And of course, there's no precedent for uh, a punishment at this stage um, for breaching those rules. It could be a small punishment. It could be a big punishment, hence why they're not taking the risk at the moment. But if they decide to go right, we're, we're going to take the risk and go for it. Um, it could go either way, uh, you mm-hmm. know. It could it could save Wolves a bad start to the season. It could plunge them into a, you know a ten point deduction or whatever the punishment might be. So, um, the the word is of course from Jeff, and you know in that in that uh, in that letter is that they're definitely not going to do that. You know, reading between the lines. Um, but that's the only way they they you know they'd be able to do it is they, they just go right to how with FFP we're going to we're going to break the rules and spend a little bit of money. The money is there to spend. It's not that the the club and folks who don't have the money to be able to do it it's that they're unwilling to break the rules uh, to make it happen so that would be the only change if they go right we're going to have to break sure. the rules here because we need to bring in A, B or C um, and if it does change and
1: Sony's do come in that would be the reason why Cool, cool. I'm going to move on slightly and, and I guess we'll come back onto it in questions. Look, we've, we've got so many questions, it's crazy. We're not going to get to all questions. I'm, I'm so sorry, but please keep on sending them in throughout the season. We will get to them and I apologise in advance, but obviously this is big news. This is big breaking news. We've had to spend a lot of time on this, as we did the last, you know, when we were talking about the financials last week. So when things start going and the season starts, obviously, you know, flourishing, we'll be able to, to get to everybody, but at this moment in time, there's a lot going on and we want to, you know, obviously bring you the content, bring you the most important up-to-date news. So hopefully... Hopefully you'll 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 forgive us. A um, couple of things. Preseason as a whole, you know, I'm not going to talk about Luton too much because we 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 haven't got loads of time. Um, but just overall from what you've seen this season, Liam, are there any players who maybe have have brought themselves to the forefront, who maybe weren't perhaps there, um, who you could see maybe nicking a first team spot at Manchester United, who maybe weren't weren't you didn't think would be in the plans, let's say back in June. Well, I'll say um,
0: caveat this by saying I, I don't think Lopatigi will even do the, these changes that I'm, that I'm going to suggest. But if I was to pick Who, out some player, who's who's
1: done, who's done a good job to, exactly, to you yeah. know to really show show themselves and show that they're ready to go.
0: The obvious well, obvious ones, Fabio. We spoke about him on the video last night. Um, I thought he did really well against Luton and has done really well off the bench. That's an obvious one. Um, I think a couple that fans maybe overlook or maybe haven't put as much focus on. I think Aitnor has actually done very very well in yeah, pre season. I agree. Yeah, um, and I'm quite pleased for him because I think he's a very talented footballer. Um, it just hasn't quite worked for. it and I think to be honest, he had they been able to do Cresswell, he probably would have moved on and had a loan. Um, and of course, that could still happen. You know, if they're able to make a you know bring a signing in. So. Um, I'm pleased that he's done quite well I think he's in both defensively and offensively looked you know, quite calm composed and dangerous going forward um, I think Huang did quite well against Luton in particular and has done well in certain games and then just defensively to sort of wrap this up Kilman, aside from maybe that first half at Celtic I think has looked very uh, assured and every time, you know I like the guy you know I'll always talk about him every time I've seen Totti Gomez uh, in pre-season Totti. so far he's been nothing but
1: very, you loved a bit of Tottie very... at Dublin on Saturday night. <laughs> wow, that's shocking. Very,
0: very sturdy. You know, very dependable, reliable defender. Um, I think he looks. You know, both left back and centre back as well. To his credit.
1: Yeah, I, I concur with all of those. I thought Doc as well has done pretty well. I think he's he's kind of obviously yeah. fitted in pretty seamlessly from uh, from being away and. Uh, I would be. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if he's breathing down Nelson Tomato's neck very, very quickly in this season. I expect Tomato to start at Manchester United, but uh, any foot, any foot that he puts wrong, and I, I think I think we might see Docking there pretty quickly. Um, going, I won't I say going backwards slightly from this preseason, but honestly, like I missed a couple of guilted chances last night. I'm not talking about Kalajic, by the way. Who should have scored a couple, but I think it was great to see him on the pitch. And I can completely understand it. He's on he's on a different, you know, um, fitness regime and, and getting back to back to Premier League football. I think that's fine. But I talked. I think I wrote an article about this about a month ago about big seasons for these individuals. Pablo Sarabia, like a couple of chances, he's got to put away last night. And for me, you know, he's he's in this leadership group that you've, you've you've spoken about today Liam and and I need a lot more from him and especially that when you look at the wide players and the wide players and it's 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 very threadbare at this moment in time you've got to say wide forwards for wolves um he's he's got to really step up quickly because that's just not looking like it's working out at this moment in time yeah i think in pre-season in comparison to last season we i think he actually has
0: shown a bit more in pre-season but I'm being quite kind to him really because it's when you're talking of big moments and I know again pre-season is a different beast I know know it's not the Premier League but you're talking of big moments those chances you talk about from last night just when it counts adding those numbers goals assists to your game it hasn't quite happened for him and I I completely agree we need need more from him 100% Um, what I would say though is I think he'll start United anyway but he would probably get into my wolf starting 11 for the you know for the foreseeable uh as it stands going into uh, into August. Um even if you do play two strikers, I think you play him out wide and he starts because I'm not seeing enough of Neto at the moment and I think Huang okay. is probably um the way he's performed, I think Huang's ahead. Mm-hmm. And then equally Nunes, I don't I, for me he's not a winger. He's gonna play no. there. I'm yeah you know, I'm pretty certain of that. But um, it was quiet, I thought, last night against yeah. uh against Luton and he had that one huge chance in the first half that he that he put wide.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it'd be interesting to see. Obviously, there's rain on Saturday as well, so we'll see. Maybe maybe that could be um, more of a starting lineup than for Manchester United might give some some um some indication there. Me and Kino will will not be there on Saturday. We're gonna have a weekend off, aren't we? Have a Saturday off, so uh, we shall be in London. Um, maybe partaking in a beverage or two, but um, we will we won't be there on Saturday. But obviously, we'll be there against Old Trafford a week on Monday should be fun and games before we go on to the questions uh, I've got this written down um, So and to be honest I, I, talk, I nearly led off with this in the show it was between this and the Jeff, C- Jeff She letter um, and it was close but Jeff She letter just got ahead of it but still the major talking point Liam really of the last well through, throughout pre-season obviously last night massive I've just got down here Wolfie WTF question mark <laughs> <laughs> Big news, mate. Huge ah, news. me. Wow. I mean, this reaction, either way, astonishing. Forget Jeff Sheep, forget this letter. Wolfie. Uh, Wolfie has... Um, we've had some work done with him over the summer, it looks like. He's gone away, he's gone to Turkey, um, he's had some Botox, he's had some fillers, um, a little bit of lift, a little bit of a nip and a tuck and, uh, you yeah, know, we saw the new Wolfie uh, yesterday. What did you make of it? And what's the story behind it?
0: <laughs> that's probably more interesting. Look, I don't have any kids, so as far Nothing as what I know mean, of lad. <laughs>
1: well, that's, that's a very fair point. A <laughs> <laughs> Couple of South Americans kicking around there. That's a student that, exchange a few I'll years ago. What, Woo! Woo!
0: That's that's poor from you. Ah, oh, but true. Rosie doesn't know. Um uh, <laughs> Mate, she's not this
1: li- mate she's not listening 49 minutes and 40 seconds in each mate she it wouldn't should. listen, she no wouldn't listen
0: in 1 minute and 40 seconds in it doesn't wow. make a difference she, uh, she, she was front
1: row though mate front row for the old life part that's the
0: only one she's <laughs> only one she's listened to she didn't like that one to be honest um, <laughs> especially the balcony story oh, she was well, buzzing yeah. oh, good, um, good point. that was a slap on the wrist on the way over time i tell you. <laughs> <laughs> not the good kind. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, where, where were we, Wolfie? Um, I don't know. Don't yeah, I, in terms of what it looks like, I don't really Yeah, what a, does it look like? I don't really have an opinion, to be honest. It's not great oh, for come a podcast, on. is it? I mean, I, I'm not really asked. <laughs> is oh, that, Is that bad? I, I don't know. Um, is this children's dreams you're crushing here? I think people are always going to be averse to change, so I can understand why people don't like it. And let's be honest, if you're a Wolves fan at the moment... Um, the way that the sun has gone so far—if anything changes, you're not happy. So, you're not happy. So, you're not happy. So you know, yeah. My opinion is neither here nor there. I mean, it, it is a bit cartoony, isn't it? But I think mm. that's probably the way that most mascots and most things, you know, pop culture have have gone in the last few. It's years, a bit bluey so.
1: It's a bit bluie. Bluie. Yeah, I, big, I, can I can get blue-y, that. Apparently. So
0: the um the story, the you know the 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 major exclusive story behind. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This it, is what you crazy. were born to write here. Come on. No, I know. This is why, this
1: is why I get paid the big bucks, mate. Is um, I mean, well, they get those expenses rejected. But carry on. <laughs> oh, I know. I oh, <laughs> mean, Christ.
0: Um, it's not really particularly excited. Basically, the, the other one was very old, mm-hmm. um, and they needed a refresh, a rebrand. Okay. Um, it, this, as far as the club are concerned, look, the other one was. A few people have told me this as well. It was um, it was a bit threadbare. It was sort of mm-hmm. falling apart a little bit. I think it's I think ah. it's over ten years old. The stench Um, in that costume. Yeah, I bet. Can you imagine? Oh, absolutely. Um, And basically, Wolves were looking to, they had a few sort of different designs. They were looking to sort of reinvent and redesign it just to sort of modernise it a bit. They did their market research, spoke to, you know, uh, got some, you know, some kids to vote and, you know, all that market research. Um, work that they do the Young Wolves group do and um, and sort of you know, let the let the kids vote they finalised on this one and, and that's the one they're going with they're going to be I think in time for the Brighton game as well there's going to be a, a new look Wendy very exciting oh um, go on and also a Young Wolf which is going to stop be stop it I know they've I know. been at it <laughs> well don't say that come on the kids in are in listening in the summer
1: nine months um, ago <laughs> Christ that was the um, old wolfy costume though wasn't it and oh no!
0: They're living a gonna, lie. They're living a lie, mate. <laughs> mate, shut up. Fans are going to get the chance to uh, to name <laughs> this this young wolf as well. So it's very exciting, right? Okay. Um, but yeah, ba- baby ba- wolf. Basically, yeah. Like, I think I think there, there was a realization that it is a bit sort of Disney-ish, mm-hmm. um, but you know, they they did their market research. They went with the most popular choice, and
1: um, I mean, if the baby wolf's five foot two, mate, you you again, you've got the job to get ironing, mate. You're go in. There.
0: You're in. I knew you. I knew you'd go.
1: There. I made a, I made that joke earlier to you.
0: I want to let a little peek behind the curtain. I made a joke earlier to you about that, about a certain West Brom-supporting colleague of ours. And you oh, had to turn it on wow. me. You had to
1: turn it on me, uh, <laughs> Paul. It's okay, mate. It's okay. We'll keep moving that tripod down. We'll, we'll, we'll get to your eye level at some point, <laughs> I promise. Eventually. Um, so, so, Wendy, so I assume Wendy's gonna be, I'm assuming they're all going to be similar looks, and aren't they, this very kind of like anime... You know, look that that were that would have, I guess, done very well in Korea. To be honest,
0: yeah, I've not seen a design. I'll be honest with you, but um, yeah, I would imagine so. If it was um, extremely different to what the new Wolfie is, I'd be very surprised. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think it. I think it'd be the same. And um, and yeah, I think yeah, the plan is to be ready in time for for the Brighton home game, first home game of the season. So let's hope it works out in time yeah. for that. And I think all three of them will, you know, make their grand entrance into Molineux, um for all fans to hopefully not boo them off.
1: Oh no! Oh, I was going to make a very adult joke there with with what Wolfie, little Wolfie's going to look like, but then um, that would definitely be for the Life Pod or for for uh, Life Poddy After Dark, probably. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to move. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. Um, okay, great stuff. So that's the Wolfie thing cleared up. Uh, shall we take some questions from the beautiful people? But first of all, a word from our sponsors, Kettle and Toaster Man. They are back for another season, and they're back with amazing products, including kettle and toasters, baby. Um kitchen sets as well, by the way. Morphe Richards equip pan kitchen set. Do you know what you get here, Keto? Quickly, because I know you've got to get to jujitsu. Um Morphe Richards, 970050 o five o equipment pan set with matching tools. Brand new black. This is brand new stuff. Uh oh my god, honestly, the amount of stuff that you get in here 16, 18, 20cm saucepans, 20 and 26 metre fry pans, and a 24 centimetre casserole pan. How much how much? Plus a knife set kicking in there. How much altogether? 18 pieces of equipment. That's a lot. I mean, that's got to be... a lot. Brand new. Brand new.
0: 150? Go lower, baby. It's not going to be lower than 100, surely.
1: Oh, my God. You keep going. You keep going, my son. You keep going. 70? Oh. And you can go further. No. Yes. How much further? 55 pounds further, baby. Kettleandtoastman.co.uk 01384-483-286 Call. Mention our names. Yes, Wolf Potty. Put in a put in a little um, a little discount code and you'll be charged 20% more, so don't do that. Um, just call them and uh, click the ad basket and you are in for a treat. Right, questions from the beautiful people. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, I'm not. I've clicked off the screen. Here we go. Um, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Okay, here we go. IKG Cannot, don't know, but he's got his name on there. It's fine. Um, based on what you've seen so far, what position do you think Wolves will finish in? Oh. Ooh.
0: It's tough, it's tough. Do I go ambitious and maybe say they'll go... I think they'll be around where they have been. I'll say 13th, 14th.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say about 14th. 14th this season, I think. We'll take that. I'm going to say it. No, I'm not. I'm going to say it. No, I'll wait till next week. I can't, I can't. Oh, next week, all right. I'll, I'll wait eagle. till next week. because I'll wait till next week. There's a lot going on this week. I'll say it next week. I'm eagerly awaiting it. Okay. Um... Where Poco Drum says, will anyone in the Wolves side score more goals than the amount of bookings Jao Gomez gets? <laughs> he got um,
0: before the end of last season. He got five bookings in almost as many games, and then obviously he got one against Luton the friendly, did yesterday? So he's going to get a lot of bookings. Um, I think he's an absolute gem of a footballer, by the way. And Wolves behind the scenes on the training ground, they absolutely love him. They think he's unbelievable. So um, I really hope he gets himself to a point where he's you know, ready to start the, the, the Premier League you know sooner rather than later and then is uh picking up a lot of bookings um i would like to think we'll score do score more goals than he gets bookings but i'm telling you now (laughs) if he doesn't get a two game suspension oh nailed on i'll be gobsmacked i think that's a nailed on it's got to happen
1: andrew hadfield long way away but we still have will we still have ffp restrictions in the winter window
0: yeah so mentioned it sort of earlier in this um Mm -hmm. in this pod as well um it's the, the financial year, not the calendar year. So it, some, the, the January is going to be you know, pretty much exactly the same as the summer. Unless, of course, as we said already, folks have decided to take that risk, which at the moment they're choosing not to and doubling down on that. Um, but as it stands, that'll be the case.
1: David Sharples, if no reasonable offers to come in to buy Johnny or Pedence, would we loan them out? Would we consider subs- subsidising their wages? Or is it possible either could still have a role to play at the club? Subsidizing
0: wages I think would be would be hard. I think if they're gonna go on loan, Wolves would expect that their wages get paid yeah. for, um at least in part, at the very, very least. So um and you would hope you might get a loan fee included in that as well. Um I don't think it would be something they'd be against, but ideally to bring the funds in, I think you wanna you wanna sell them for permanent. I mean, mm-hmm. Johnny has been with the squad and training and you know, out in Portugal
1: and Ireland didn't play in any of the games, but he was there. Bit of there. a loner lone, lone figure, though, wasn't he? You know he, was, I mean? like he was, Just standing around. I mean, not not his fault, but obviously wasn't involved. don't know quite why he wasn't involved. Maybe it's to facilitate a move or because he didn't want to get injured or whatever and keeping himself just fit, but very much a person who was from the outside looking in. Yeah, no, absolutely. But the reason he
0: was out there and still training is because he's a nice guy and wants to go out there and
1: do that and be around the squad still. Um, unfortunately is well, getting paid a hell of a lot of money <laughs> and he, well, on weekly no, wages isn't. mate I mean he's not out there for the, good, for the goodness and kindness of his heart I mean Christ I'll go out there and bloody serve you know, ice cream to them if you want they can lick it, him off my toes uh, as long as I'm I mean, getting my a, wages that's, that's an image I didn't need oh, I'll um, tell you what honestly there's a market it, for it
0: it's a fair point but you know Daniel is still getting his wages and he made the opposite decision uh, good question didn't, didn't, didn't want to go to, to, to Portugal or Ireland he's not even been training with the squad at Compton he's training alone um, he's a very spiky character we spoke about that on you know. On this podcast several times and I think that was probably a desire from the club as well as him but for him not to be around the group because if a player that doesn't want to be there um, is around the group it's not a great thing anyway but a player like Danny Pudence and a character like him doesn't want to be around the group it's not great
1: Okay, a few more. Um, Rich, good question here. And, and and I guess this could be something that maybe will, will potentially happen further down the line if and when Wolves do dip into the market, Liam. Why aren't we using the loan market like we used to? Options and obligations to buy seem to be a way that would suit us this summer. Yeah, it, it's a very, very fair question. Um,
0: obviously, there's a few things to consider there. You've got wages, bonuses, potentially a loan fee. Um, and obviously, with the wages that you'd expect to In terms of the negotiations, be almost forced to pay full wages as well. Um, It's very hard to negotiate those kind of deals, so that that's the sort of first stumbling block. Um, But it's definitely an option for Wolves. It's definitely an option because, of course, they don't pay the transfer fee until the following financial year, and that would help them, uh, you know, get through uh, this transfer window. Certainly, Um, it's an option. I'll, I'll summarise it as this: it's an option for Wolves, but it's an option that still has. Challenges for them, so it's not a straightforward option that they can, you know, do on a whim. But it's certainly something
1: they're going to, I would expect, uh, you know, look into. Brothers' thoughts on Kilman as captain. It might just be the fact that Cody was much louder and Neves was much more often in possession and visibly driving the play. But I'm just not sold on him as the new leader of this team. He's he's the kind of guy that's going to lead by example. I think as a player, he's not a particularly loud, you
0: know, character and person. Um, but he has been around the club a while. He knows the club. I'm not against it in the sense that um, leading by example sense. But you do need a bit of a bigger voice. I would hope that he would develop that um, being captain. He of has course, to. But I think, he has, I think to. he has to. Yeah. What we you know. I will caveat this. You know, he. It's not been confirmed that he is captain yet. He has been throughout the whole of pre season. It's going to be a question for Lapatigi. There's not been a, an announcement as such. Whether there will be or not, I don't know. Um, but it's something we're chasing to, to check that you know, there's not going to be a late change. Of course, it's expected he will be captain, but you know, we'll work to get it you know, 100% sure. uh, firmed up. But um, yeah, I think he needs to find his voice a little bit more. But there are also people around him,
1: Adam Bentley and other players that do help mm-hmm. with that as well. Tom Pegg, why aren't we looking at getting free agents in, especially when we can't afford to bid on players? Some good squad players out there, Yeri Mina, I think he's gone today, Mayland Niles, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Barkley, Kamada would be a really good signing. I think it's wages at the end of the day as well. I mean, these guys are coming, they'll want three or four, two or three or four year deals, probably three year deals, and they'll want massive wages. I mean, that that's kind of case in point, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's sort of similar to my answer for the, the loans. It's a very similar sort of situation. It's an option for Wolves. Of course, they've made two free agent signings already. Um, an option for Wolves but one that still so has its challenges just a, a little bit of info to drop in there as well um, I've reported how long ago was it now probably about three or four weeks ago now that Wolves were looking at Moussa Dembele free agent left Leon former Celtic striker mm-hmm. um, of course he ended up going to um, Al Ettafaki in uh, in Saudi mm-hmm. um, I found out recently and uh, obviously was saving it for this podcast that um, Wolves actually made contact uh, over potentially signing him um, but he'd already agreed the Saudi move so they were a yeah. little bit late so um, that would give you an insight into I think you know Wolves are certainly looking at these kind of markets um, it's just not without its challenges
1: still uh, Links Wolf says, I don't I think a few people say this, and it's an interesting point. Uh, why are Wolves and Bournemouth the only ones in for Alex Scott? Is he overpriced at 25 million? Is 15 million a fairer price that would interest other clubs taking a gamble? The whole Scott saga intrigues me as I know nothing about him other than he's a midfielder from Bristol City. Look, this is a very, I think that's a bit of an understatement. He was a very talented midfielder and lit up the championship last year and very, very strong. But it is interesting, Liam, that Bournemouth and Wolves are really the only, we haven't really heard of any other clubs in for Alex Scott, especially at that price. And, you know, Bournemouth, okay, did, did amazingly well to, you know, to stay up last year. And obviously, it's frustrating if Bournemouth end up signing Alex Scott uh, because, you know, we like to think that, you know, we're above Bournemouth in, in stature and and obviously, you know, where, where he'd want to go and that we can, you know, beat likes of Bournemouth to signings. However, the, if they're asking for 25 million it's not there, then they can't sign him. It. It's as simple as that. But there's no guarantee for me, Liam, that someone who did very well in the championship, in a side by his, by the way, who didn't go up, in the Premier League, didn't finish in the top six in the Premier League. Is so coveted only by two pre- under only by two Premier League teams. Also, we've got to remember as well. I'm sure he will be a solid signing, but we've got some flipping good centre midfielders as well. And and um, that Championship Liam was one of the worst Championships on record. It was probably the worst ever. So it wouldn't take a lot to look great in that Championship. I'm not saying look. I'm not digging Alex Scott here. Because I'm sure if Wolves turned around tomorrow and said, oh, we're going to buy a squad, everybody's buzzing. But I I already felt there was a lot of pressure on this young kid if he was going to come in. And the more I read about him, the more that I see about it, I'm actually not that. I think it's more about that he was just the name and the player that Wolves couldn't go in after a while. I think it it was more just about the situation rather than the actual player himself. And I feel like that built this player to be this godlike player that maybe he probably isn't. I think that is a fair point equally
0: clearly very very good player and one that Wolves and you really wanted but um look he's 19 he's 19 years old he's 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 a kid he's a teenager it's it's a big step up and I do think he'll go on and have a very good career I'm sure he'll probably do very well at Bournemouth as well I think he's a very very good player um but I think there is an argument that that's a lot of money I think hence why Bournemouth and Wolves were, when they were bidding were you know were stepping up the bids incrementally to try and get him cheaper because Bristol were adamant they wanted a record, club record fee to let him go. And I think there's a very good argument that it's, it is a little bit inflated. Um, yeah, look, Wolves are not making that move in the end. Fans are going to be frustrated equally, but I, I do agree to your to your point, really, that it's more of the fact that Wolves are being beaten by Bournemouth and not signing a player, mm-hmm. less than the fact that they're not signing
1: Alex Scott. Yeah. Okay, last three questions, Lee, and we'll go. Uh, this one here, Lee Dorsett says, Do you think we have a stronger team now... Than we did at the start of last season, including manager. I think that genuinely, I saw this question and I thought it was good question. I, yeah,
0: I, I thought it was really good. good question. Just, Lee. I'm just going to very, very quickly again mm. another peek behind the curtain. As I, yeah, uh, I'm unprepared for this question, even though I knew it was coming. Oh. Um, <laughs> the ah. look at the 21-22 the season, the open opening day. Oh no, that's the wrong. No, wow, another, we seasons. 22-23. Yeah. That's what I meant. That's here what I go. meant. Yeah. Leads leads away, obviously Bruno was in charge. Yeah. Starting eleven, Saar, uh, Johnny, Collins, Kilman, Eight Nori, Neves, Dendonka, Pedenz, Gibbs White, Huang I uh, uh, do I miss anyone? Neto? I, mean, I think I might miss one anyway. And then the bench was you know Kids Kids, kids, kids. and Cody. Just kids, Cody and uh, and uh, and Bolly, wasn't it? That that yeah. was it. I yeah. think genuinely that team that it, team would get beat at Leeds United. Yeah, hundred percent. I think genuinely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think genuinely, there's a very good argument to say that this squad is stronger than what that was. Of course, they went on and made signings that summer. Of course, they did. But I think there's a very good argument to say it is. Doesn't change the fact that you yeah, know they're still a little bit light. But I think it's a, it's quite an interesting comparison.
1: Yeah. Uh, last two. Uh, who would you make captain? Says fluffy French bulldogs. I would go Lamina. Oh, okay, interesting. I think I think there's a
0: little bit of a worry that he's he might be too emotional, I think, from mm-hmm. the club's point of view and the sort of staff's point of view. But for me, I'd go with him.
1: I'd go Dawson for me. Uh, Reggie says, last one. On a scale of one to ten, how worried are you and Liam Keane about our upcoming season? One, be not worried at all and we'll finish in the top half of the league? Or ten, I'm as worried and petrified as facing Kino in the jiu-jitsu mat? You should be. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, let, I'll go first because I know you you're spl- come on, i spl- I wait, wait for you to get your splinters and say a five ha <laughs> come on come on
0: Seesaw so one is not
1: worried at all is that what you said yeah one's not worried at all and we're finishing the top half okay and ten is petrified obviously relegation I will go four okay good I like it I'll go four what's that like um, towards the top of the bottom half then is it yeah so that sort of lines in with my 13th, 14th.
0: I think Wolf, I think they've got enough in the squad. I think Lopeti, if he sticks around, they've got they've got enough. Uh,
1: I'll say I'll say a six at this moment in time, but I will change that very very quickly. The only thing, the only thing that I'm slightly worried about, and I, and I talk about the experience thing as well, is that um, if and when they lose, they, they have a couple of injuries and they don't buy players, I feel like that squad will look very thin and quite young. And fragile at times, and if they start and they get points, I think they'll be fine. But I do worry when they're going to have a bad run, and it is a tough, tough start. And I wouldn't want this squad, as it is at this moment in time, and we talk about Fabio and we talk about you know whether they're going to be here. Um, I wouldn't want this squad to become adrift quickly, and chips to go down. I know they're very good internally and they're a happy squad, but um, I would want a couple more in the door by then. So I'm going to go with six, but. I'll change that hopefully after a, a 2-1 win at Manchester United. Fabio Silva. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you listen on Friday, there'll be a story about Fabio Silva on Friday. Will it be out or is it Saturday? No, it's actually tonight. Oh, tonight. There you go, baby. He, so you he, might he, you might have seen it if you listened to it or not. So. teased it. Teased it, teased it. A uh, little teaser there. Like I say, sorry it's been late tonight but... I can understand why. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. And it's got you've got um, all the answers that you want. And if you don't, then send some more questions in and shout at us next week. But from me, from Liam, have a great weekend. We will not see it Ren on Saturday, but of course we'll be back with a podcast next week and all the billets to Manchester United from me, from Kino. Take care. Bye bye! The, the strength of
0: the wolf is the strength of the And we're on our way back